TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome in on this Thursday. Today's it. Tomorrow you can go back to wearing jeans and jackets and boots and all the other stuff that would come with traditional fall here. So enjoy today. If you like the heat, um, we start exactly where we started yesterday with an update on this shooting that happened at Morgan State University in Baltimore. And I don't know what I thought this was going to be, but this isn't it. This no. isn't what I thought this was going to be about. Well, yeah, given the reporting for the first 24 hours of the story, almost, it's not anything like what we thought it was going to be. I mean, initially, as we said, you know, Jen and I were sitting there, this would have been Monday night, uh, listening to the scanner traffic as the police were responding to whatever it was that was going on at Morgan State University. Uh, and it, it, they were treating it as an active shooter situation, the kind that we saw at Virginia Tech and the kind that we've seen at high schools and colleges, unfortunately, way too often. So that's what they were looking at, and they were looking for a single person that was mm-hmm. responsible for this. Turns out none of that's true, that it was an altercation between two small groups of people that led to gunfire, and unfortunately, I mean, not that it would be fortunate for anybody to be hit by gunfire, but the five people that were hit and injured in this case, none of them was involved. Um, here's, I want to read the quote from Baltimore police, and, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but Baltimore police said it was the result of a dispute between two smaller groups and one individual was a target of two individuals who had weapons. Yep. Are you reading that as... Out of the five people that were hurt here, one of them was targeted by this these two smaller groups, or am I reading too far into that statement? No, no, they, they said that of, statement. of the five people, the, the one person who was targeted by the other by the two people with the weapons, that person was not hurt. Okay. It was five innocent bystanders who happened to be behind where the gunfire was. So, the, yeah, uh, you know, an altercation goes on. One guy on one side is deemed responsible for it by a couple of people on the other side. They pull out guns, start firing away, miss him, and hit five people in the background. So police have released surveillance video of the persons of interest, and then they took screenshots of that, and that's what we've got, too. Um, They're not perfectly identifiable but you, you if you knew who they were if you already knew who they were you'd figure it out pretty quickly yeah yeah given the you know the way that they were dressed and given i mean one of them's got a hoodie with the hood up so that's going to be a little bit more difficult but the other yeah. two that are in that picture yeah you, you put it perfectly if those were friends of yours you'd know mm-hmm. that that was them 
Yeah, if you didn't, you'd have no idea. But if you or if you were already familiar with these groups that were kind of having it out, you'd recognize them to be a part of those two groups. It's just not what we I think what we were initially led to believe when it was it was one guy that was just kind of going around shooting shooting at random sure yeah. which is what we've seen in the past and that's the way that they treated it that's the way they treated the response it also by the way just for a second speaks to how uh chaotic a scene like that can become because just like we saw and i'm trying to remember there was another incident not that long ago at another college and i want to say it was in the dc area uh, maybe six or eight months ago, where this same kind of thing happened. And it turned out that there were no shots fired at all, where it, while the police investigation oh, yeah. was going on, remember this? And they kept getting reports, yeah. oh, more shots were fired in this area. And no, it was just panic. It was people that would hear a door slam or something like that and assume that it was another gunshot. That happened while this, while the, you know, in the aftermath of this shooting, there kept coming in reports of more shots fired. None of that was true. Now, I want to come back to our conversation that we had yesterday. Contributing to the chaos, no doubt, is the fact that I don't think you know who's in charge. As we talked about yesterday, part of the response problem was Baltimore police who responded, and Morgan State has their own police force. We established that. Baltimore police didn't know the campus and didn't know the names of the buildings which was problematic all by itself. Add to that the chaos of it's not just one guy. Now it's multiple people and it's dark and they're dressed in black and they're, you know, kind of running around. And it's homecoming week, which means there's right. a lot of people on campus who are not students and wouldn't necessarily be known. And, and to that end, by the way, we don't know if the three who are in that picture are students, neither do the police at this point. Right. Um, yeah, and it's not like we're talking about um, like IDing software or anything like that. There's there's no way to like put that into a system oh. and see if they're students. They yeah. wouldn't have that kind of um, capability. Nowhere near enough face to be recognized by facial recognition. And like you said, it's kind of a blurry shot anyway. And you see them all in profile. So no, that that unfortunately is probably not going to be any good in a case like this. But sooner or later, somebody's going to notice something or see those pictures and go, I know who those guys are. And, and uh, you know, put in a phone call, hopefully, to Baltimore police so that they can get this all figured out and get the people who are responsible for it punished because five people who weren't involved in it ended up injured as a result of this. And again, thankfully, you got to knock anything you can, like this four mica here, nobody was killed. If you are a Morgan State student, does this make you feel better or worse? Knowing that it wasn't just a random guy running around shooting, but knowing that they had a target. Now I take that back and say they had a target, but they didn't hit it. <laughs> yeah, well, there's you that. Know? Yeah, that, you know that's an that's a great question. It, it's really sort of an imponderable because we all, I think, are somewhat aware that random violence happens. That mm -hmm. people go sparrow and pull out guns and start shooting people. And while it's it's mostly been relegated to college campuses and high schools and things like that, it's certainly not limited to that. I mean, the Luby shooting years ago, uh, the, the San Ysidro McDonald's. I mean, you could go on and on. There, there have been lists of places where these kinds of things have happened that weren't schools. So we all kind of know it's a possibility, but I don't mm -hmm. think any of us considers it real. Even if you are in school, you don't think, you know, this school might be the target for something like this. I guess... I would feel better knowing it wasn't random. Now, again, it wasn't random, but they didn't hit any of the people that they were after. So I guess it doesn't matter. But knowing that at least they weren't a target of that, 
I, I don't know. You'd still be scared at a school campus anytime. There's something like, and classes are canceled for the week. I mean, it's homecoming week, which stinks. Sure. This would be a fun time to be there, but classes are, are canceled for the week. Yeah, here. classes are canceled for the week. And of course, they're doing the same thing that they always do in a case like this, where for the students who are there during this one week period where classes are canceled, they're having all kinds of counselors and mental health professionals on scene for anybody who was traumatized by the events that they lived through. So we'll keep you updated on whatever else uh, we happen to hear about that. The other major story that we continue to follow that I know makes some of you crazy, uh, but the NFL was asked about this too. Um, and happy birthday to Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. That's right. Yeah, he turns happy 34. 34 today. Yeah. Um, so, of course, the question was, is Taylor Swift in town? Will they go celebrate tonight? <laughs> Where will they go celebrate? Where will people be camped out watching? Um, I was curious because I saw just kind of scrolling through this morning, there were questions then about will she land at Wheeler Airport? And will we have the overhead coverage? Remember last time she at least left out of MCI. I don't know how she came in, but she she left out of MCI last time. Uh, so will she be seen around town tonight? Is she going to Sunday's game? We know a little bit about it. A little bit, maybe? Yeah, uh, the latest is that there was a report this morning of her leaving New York. Now, where mm -hmm. she was going, we have no idea. You know, we can speculate, but I mean, if, if the early morning reports of her leaving New York were true and she was headed here, she's probably already here. Mm -hmm. That said, uh, her, her handlers, her spokespeople, whoever they are, have said that at present, she has no plans to go to Minneapolis this weekend. But that sounds like an open door to me. Yeah, she could wait and make the decision Boy, this this week could be interesting. Sunday I, morning. <laughs> right. Especially if she's here right now. Uh -huh. Like, especially if she came here, she could go with the team or she could follow the team up there. And you would never know that, you know? Um, so yeah, uh you know, we know that she we know she left New York. We don't know where she left for, but um keep your eye out tonight. You never know. You never know where they're gonna show up. And then the NFL was asked, understandably. What's the deal? <laughs> what What's the deal with focusing so much on Taylor Swift during the coverage of the games? Especially, like, the first game, okay, fine. But especially so much the second game. And they defended it. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see where they would, right? Because the NFL... Uh, sports fans have trouble with this, and I put myself in that same category, mm -hmm. so I'm not picking on anybody here. We look at it and think, this is life and death. No, it isn't. It's a game, okay? <laughs> really. Uh, it's, it's a bunch of guys playing a game, and, and it's a lot of fun to watch, but it's still entertainment. Um, it, it's That's all it is, that and betting, but I don't bet that much. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just pure entertainment. So to say, okay, we shouldn't focus on another entertainer in our entertainment venue, that seems a little silly. The funniest thing about this to me, because I saw this happen, was the NFL changed their official Twitter bio <laughs> or X bio yep. during the game. I don't know how long it stayed up there. Maybe it still is. But the bio said NFL, and then in parentheses, Taylor's version. Which, for those who don't know, when Taylor re-recorded all of her music because she didn't have access to her masters anymore, mm -hmm. that's what she called it, was every song that she re-recorded then she called Taylor's version. 
as an ode to Taylor Swift. And that was where a lot of people on Twitter said, okay, yeah, like, that's enough. too far. Time out. <laughs> yes. But what they said was, and this was a, a quote in People Magazine, they said, we frequently change our bio, bios, like the, the X bio or Twitter bio, and profile imagery based on what's happening in and around our games. The Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey news has been a pop cultural moment we've leaned into in real time as it's an intersection of our sport and entertainment, and we've seen an incredible amount of positivity around the sport. Okay, that, that means they're selling more product. Okay, right, that's money. Good for them. And yep. and sure, they're going to lean into it because mm -hmm. that's going to make all of the new blood. They're not going to lose people over this. Nobody's going to go, I'm never watching another football game because they showed Taylor Swift. That's right. not going to happen. So what they want to do is take all of the new blood who are there just waiting for another Taylor Swift sighting and go, welcome. Yeah, you're right. Um, They gain more than they lose. Big time. By doing it. People are going to complain about it. Welcome to the internet. But they're not. Um, but what I think is happening is that usually people are more vocal about things they dislike than things they like. And so the complainers are louder than the Swifties are happy about it. Always. Welcome to human nature. I mean, that that's just how it's going to go. Um, which makes me think if she's at Sunday's game, wait for more of this. Um, I don't know that the star power with her will be the same because it's easy when she's in New York to bring her buddies with her. If she's in Minneapolis, are, I, I don't know, I don't know are who there, the big stars are. Are there any celebrities left in Minneapolis? I mean, after Prince died, was was there anybody left on the Minneapolis scene? And that's been a fair few years now. I couldn't tell you. I, I couldn't tell you if anybody is from there. or I know chefs that are there, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's it. That should tell you something, actually, that that's all I know. Taylor's chefs with her to the game. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so... Then will she be with Mama Kelsey? By the way, Mama Kelsey on the Today Show tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she was not at the Jets game on Sunday. She was in Philadelphia. Uh, so right. she went to see the other son last week, so was not there with uh, with Taylor Swift during the Jets game. Somebody said on the text line, and I can't, and now we're getting so many texts about it. Taylor Swift's birthday is October 13th. Somebody knew that. That oh, wasn't wow. me that knew that. Okay. Okay, so then next Friday... Where will, where will she be spending her birthday? Probably with the gal pals. Yep. She's got quite the crew in New York. Without so. doubt. So yeah, who knows? I mean, if she really is here for, uh, <laughs> for, for Travis's birthday celebration, maybe he reciprocates. But I mean, it's a, it's a Friday night, right? So he could be just about anywhere. Yeah. So if we hear anything about it, if we see anything, any coverage of the plane landing at Wheeler, then we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll check in on that. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. We'll switch gears. Uh, there's a story out asking about whether it is okay or whether you should use air tra uh, air tags to keep track of your kids. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. All right, because we strive for total accuracy on this program and never getting anything wrong, and the text line is screaming at us right now about two uh -oh. things. What do we do? Um, <laughs> one is Taylor Swift's birthday is not October 13th. <gasps> the text line was wrong. Oh, no. It is December 13th. How dare we? How Very could... important that we get that right. I'm embarrassed. I frankly, I don't know if I can go on. <laughs> also, better put that on your calendar. Yeah, right. Just in case. Also, um, I just couldn't remember. There's just so much of this that I just couldn't remember. So I didn't, I didn't. I didn't know, but yes, Mama Kelsey was at both games. You know, George Bush one time wished America a happy Pearl Harbor Day on September 7th, all right? So, come on. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> so, we again, we strive to be clear. 
you can leave it alone. <laughs> okay, got it. We understand. All right, moving on to slightly more important um, controversies here. Fox News did the story this morning about more and more parents that are using air tags to keep track of their kids. There are a lot of arguments for it. Um, there aren't a lot of arguments coming in against it, except for the idea of them being overused as babysitters. Yes. And and frankly, that's my problem with them. Although there are a couple of technological things that, that really ought to be noted about them. Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, the argument against using them with children, you know, to keep track of your kids while you're at Disney World or whatever, it comes from Apple itself. They're saying, don't use these on people. That's not what they're for. Our mm -hmm. Air tags are supposed to be for your stuff. But they don't really say it's going to harm you in any way. They just say, yeah, that's not really the whole point of the thing. You're right. I think, I mean, anything that makes parents lazier, I think, is generally <laughs> a bad idea. And, yeah. and if, I mean, as a parent, your number one job is watch the kids. And if something allows you to not watch the kids, eh, I, I, I have a philosophical difficulty with that. My problem would be the fact that, and they make note of this in the article as well, your if if you're tracking an air tag and somebody else tracks that air tag yes. using an apple device your device will tell you hey somebody else is is because you'll see these things pop up my son came in for a visit a little while ago and has one in his suitcase so my phone said hey there's an air tag in the area do you want to do you want to track it you can do that now you can also set them not to allow that from from outside but what they said is if somebody tracks your AirTag that you're already tracking, you'll be notified of that if they're using an Apple device. If they're using a third-party tracker, you might not know, and that's dangerous. If, it's, if somebody's tracking your kid and you don't know about it or who they are or what they're doing, that seems like it could be a massive issue. If you do this already, 913-586-7798, or if you've thought about it, this is one of those I sort of understand from both sides. Um, I get, particularly if your kids are younger and they are apt to scurry off. And sometimes that can happen when you're not looking. I mean, even the best of parents sometimes have told stories of where their kids just run off. They have, they have quick feet and they just run off. I get wanting the air tags for that reason. On the other hand, just from a larger, um, I don't have an iPhone, so the Android user in me doesn't even know like how this affects me as an Android user. Well, you can you can use Android phones to track AirTags. You can get the okay. app to do it. Yes. So the more, but the more I think about it, the more it's just like tech. The more um, information about yourself or your kids you allow technology to have access to, the more other people can access it also, and that is dangerous. You can find your kids. So can anybody who can hack it or can grab your password or knows how to knows how to get in there. Sure. And the fact is that mankind has not yet invented the unhackable technology, nor will we ever. Right. So I just yeah, I mean, having that door open and I'm not so much worried about the random weirdo. I'm worried about ex-husband, ex-wife. Sure. That's that's what really concerns me in a place like this where a child is wearing an item that can be electronically tracked. I worry about family. I mean, how many abductions have we had and Amber Alerts and all of the other stuff here in this area where it was a custody dispute? Most of them are. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think there are more kidnappings by someone you know than someone you don't. Yeah. I don't, oh, I, I don't by, know what, by the, a lot. Yeah, what the ratio is. But yeah, that's that's absolutely true. 
and frankly, they would have access. Like you said, they would have access to those air tags also, possibly. And even if it's not going so far as an abduction, um, you know, it, it opens the door for yet another fight. I mean, who needs that? It's like, why did you take him here? Why was I, I was looking at where our child was over the weekend and you took him to this place. What were you doing there? I, yeah, just don't. I, I would fall down firmly on the side of just don't do that. Okay, the non-parent here asks, though, to those of you whose, care, whose kids are apt to run off, how, how do you do it? How do you, how do you, uh, because part of me thinks you're just supposed to watch your kids all the time. Yep. But kids are tricky and kids have quick little, little feet and can run off sometimes. And so what do you do about it? Or what do you do about the kid that we've talked about a lot that gets out in the middle of the night? You know, that sleepwalks, or we've had that happen. In fact, we've had that be fatal, where a kid has, has wandered out, ended up on the interstate in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So I think there are practical uses to this. Now, maybe there are other ways to do it that aren't this. Um, I, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about this one. Yeah, but- that, that is, to, to your point, that's one of the things that uh, one of the moms that they talked to in this article also talked about was the fact that you can, and I didn't know this about AirTags. I've only ever used Tile. So it's a similar device, but it's just a, a much more kind of wide open thing. But uh, with the air tags, uh, you can set them where if it's out of range of your device, like mm-hmm. if your child starts to walk away from you and gets to whatever that perimeter is, 30 feet, 40 feet, whatever it is, that the tag itself starts beeping to tell them, hey, you're out of range. You need to look around and find mom. Um, okay. Well, I so- wonder... I mean, and that that seems like a good thing, but can you do that? I mean, to your point, can you do that with something that isn't necessarily a tracker? That just as a near-field communication, near-field communication is a little shorter than that. You'd probably use Bluetooth. Uh, but yeah, can you use a Bluetooth device that just knows when it's out of range of your Bluetooth device and alerts them? Yeah, we're up against a break, but like the only other way I know to do this is... Um like sharing on a map, you know what I mean? Give your kid a device that tracks their location on your map so that you always know where they are. Maybe that's getting getting ahead of this. So yeah. we have callers on hold. Give us a couple of minutes here. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, we are learning all about the various devices that you can use to keep track of your kids. The conversation started with the... Um, Air tags. I don't know why that title escaped me entirely. Because there's but I got so a list. many. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I have a list now of the best GPS trackers for kids. And there's a bunch of them. Uh, somebody on the text line mentioned this one called Angel Sense that is specifically de- designed for kids with special needs. It's got exactly what you were talking about. An alert system that'll, that'll ping you if they go off, like if they're supposed to just walk to school 
and if they go off the regular path, boy, there's a bunch of features to that one. Yeah, no kidding. And, and one of them that I like a lot is the fact that it allows for two-way communication. Yeah. That if if it goes off and you're if if you're the parent and you get that alert, hey, your child is out of the area where they're supposed to be, you can then talk directly to them. It's like uh, an open speaker phone. So they hear you say stop where you are, tell me where you are, I'll come and get you or whatever whatever it is that you're going to arrange. So how do we feel about these? Um we'll go to the phones in a second and then I want to come back to I think someone sort of was joking about this idea on the text line, but I want to take it seriously for a second. Uh, But we'll get to the calls first. Let's go to Sarah in DeSoto. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Can you hear you fine. What's on your mind? Okay. So my family and I are my large extended family. So mother, father-in-law, sister-in-law, her three kids, and my husband, myself, and our two kids went to Disneyland or Disney World last summer. Um, mother and father-in-law wanted to go back to the hotel, relax. So my husband, myself, my sister-in-law, and our five kids, uh, we went to Epcot. And since we were staying on property, uh, we were going to take the Skyliner back. And typically at the end of the night when Disney is, all the crowds are getting out, the Skyliner, any type of transportation is busy, very, very crowded. Oh, yeah. So we all headed together over to get on the Skyliner. We, just to give you like a little idea of kids' age. So I have a two-year-old, my sister-in-law has a three, four-year-old, eight-year-old, and then I have a five-year-old. So we have very young kids. Um, We were all heading up together. There's three adults with everybody. And my nephew somehow slipped off and he got lost. And it was within five, I mean, five seconds that we all noticed he wasn't right there. Panic set in. And we immediately, I would say within two to three minutes, found him. And thankfully, all of, like, the Disney, um, like, all of the people that work there are fantastic. Yeah, they are. If something something like that would happen. But in that situation, having an air tag or having, like, some type of, like, Bluetooth device that you can see exactly where your kid is in that second would have been so helpful. Have you looked Um, into it? We are. So we are going back in October, actually. Um, and we are planning to do um, like the Angel Sense or something like that, more of a Bluetooth device yeah. um, versus an AirTag, just because AirTags are a lot easier to get hacked. That's, so that, yeah. that's exactly where I was going to go, is that I wondered if that was a worry for you, that other people could track yes. your kids too. So uh, what what have you found? Because we're just uh, now learning about the Angel Sense thanks to a texter. We're kind of you know reading about it in real time. How secure right. is it uh, from what you've been able to find out? Um, the biggest thing that I have read about them, again, I'm not an expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used a- Oh, no. Uh-oh. Did we lose her? Oh, Sarah. Very, oh, very, very comparable. Okay. Uh, say that again because your, your your phone clicked out oh, for just a second. Sorry. Um, so not, not like baby monitors themselves, but I can't think of what it's called, but they're used for like um, uh, trying to make sure that your child is breathing, all those kind of like monitors and devices that you can put on them. Right. And they usually have them like on the foot, and I can't think of what it's called. They're very comparable to that. Typically, okay. they're pretty safe. And if someone were to log into your device, you would get a notification because it's going to come up as an app on your phone and you connect that way via Bluetooth. 
Got it. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that underscores the need for something like this because she's right. Crowded situation like that. Um, it can be easy mm-hmm. to, to lose track of somebody you want. I guess ideally to allay, you know, my, uh, heartburn with this about just making parents into lazy parents, you would only use this in an emergency. You only use this when all of a sudden in a situation like that, where you, you aren't normally there and you're in a place where no, nobody lives, you, nobody in your party lives anyway, that then you pull that out as a last ditch effort of we've got to find him right now. And I suspect a lot of parents are not going to use it that way. And I think that's maybe our concern is that, again, it comes back to the babysitter point. So we've had the conversation, it's been a bit before, about the idea of physical leashes on your kids. (laughs) Wow, did that divide people when we talked about that? And I thought the texter was kidding when they first mentioned it, but now it's getting some traction on the text line. Should we go back to using actual leashes on your kid. First of all, I don't think we got away from it. I, I think it still exists out there. Oh, they're out Particularly there, yeah. for littler kids. I think, I think once you get to an older kid, I don't know the age at which it's no longer appropriate to use the leash on your kid. Feel free to suggest that. But I think once kids get a little bit older, that doesn't look as, as appropriate, I guess. But, but what's worse or what's the difference between the people that would put physical leashes on their kids and putting the electronic ones on them. Yeah, a tether is a tether, right? Whether it's yeah. a physical tether or an electronic tether, it's still kind of accomplishing the same thing. Uh, and, and more than anything, I, and I'm not advocating the leash. I don't like them. We never used them. Um, but, uh, you know, more than anything, I think the difference between the two is simply the way that it looks. It's exactly what you just said. And the electronic one, if we're going to argue, somebody in, in that story said that they use the air, the air tags, like to give them independence, like, um, you know, trust, but verify, like mm-hmm. give them independence, but still kind of be able to keep an eye on them. That is something with you, you can do with an eight-year-old or a 10-year-old with that idea of teaching them. Like when they start walking to school by themselves for the first time, that's a good way to start teaching independence, you know, cause it's, it's not that far, but you're right. You can't put a leash on a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, 16, probably way beyond the limit. Right. Uh, yeah, there, there comes a time when it just doesn't work. And now, if, if you've never seen these things before, I don't know where you've been, because like Jamie said, they're still around. You still see them if you go to crowded places. They go around the wrist. It's not like you've got a collar right. on your kid, like a toy collar. <laughs> yes. It's not going around his neck. Uh, <laughs> they, but they, yeah, they go around the wrist on one side, and it's like a, that, that coiled, springy sort of plastic, and then you hold on to the other side or have it you know, attached to your wrist as well so that you've got that kind of tether in between you and you know that if it drops that they've taken it off or slipped out of it and you can look right away as to you know to where it was and go get them yeah or as colin said too they wear like a backpack or they don't wear a backpack but they wear okay yeah i'm sorry for this analogy but this is what comes to mind like when you put the big harnesses on dogs when you take them for a walk (laughs) that's sort of what i've seen on kids fido yeah it's it is it's kind of like a harness that you just that way you don't just have something around their waist but you have more of a harness that attaches to their back. I'm, I'm sorry for the visual, but that's what I've seen. I haven't seen those. So. That's funny. I've only ever seen the ones that go around the wrist. <laughs> or and, the backpack. And really, like the, in the place that I've seen them more than anywhere else is at the theme parks. You know, at Disney, at Busch Gardens, at wherever. Uh, that's where, and I think that's uh, those are probably bought for that vacation. You know, uh-huh. I don't know if those parents still use them when they get home. They just figure, okay, we're going to be in a big crowded place where there's a zillion people. 
But uh, to the caller's point before, she's right. I mean, Disney monitors, and they have to. Mm-hmm. You can't be in that business and not make sure that you never, ever lose a child. So they monitor that stuff so closely. Everywhere you are in Disney, wave because you're on camera. And somebody's watching what you do all the time. Um, and they come out of nowhere. When they're needed, I mean, to, to their credit, they come out of absolutely no. You would never know they were there. And then all of a sudden they're there going, what do you need? Where, where, where is he? What does he look like? What's he wearing? We'll find him. How does Life 360 work? A couple of you on the text line are mentioning Life 360. New one on me. Yeah, I don't know that Someone one. explain that to me because a couple of you have said Dana uses that to keep track of her kids. Again, I want to know what the device is that has to be with the kids. That's the important thing to me. Because somebody else said they just use Google Maps, like they just follow on Google Maps. Well, they have to have a phone to be able to do that, or yep. they have to have a device with them, some kind of GPS tracker in order to do that. And that gets me back to that can be hacked or seen by somebody else. Sure, yeah. And so if you're talking about a three-year-old, that three-year-old likely isn't going to have a smartphone. But this thing, the, the angel sends thing or you know, the air tag or whatever, you can clip it on a belt loop. And right. it, it doesn't bother. It doesn't get in their way the way that the leash might or the way that you know having a smartphone in a three-year-old's pocket would. Those pockets are this big. It's never going to fit. Okay, so I'm looking up Life360. I need to know what the device is. It looks like it's a phone. I mean, location sharing, family safety, family tracking app. What does the kid have to have with them in order to be able to track them? Because you're right, kid's going to drop a phone out of their pocket. It's got to be something you can clip to them somewhere. All the texters are saying Life360 is indeed phone to phone. So okay. it would have to be for older kids. Okay. So that's not going to work for the kids that we're going to put physical leeches on. Although I understand that some of you would like to with your teenagers. <laughs> not going to work that way. All right. If you have thoughts here, 913-586-7798. Still to come this hour, he has been on The Daily Show for a really long time. And he's going to leave. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Wrapping up our conversation here about... um whether it's okay to put some of these electronic devices on your kids to track them and what can go wrong. Let's go back to it and bring in Brad in Parkville. Hi, Brad. Hey guys, how you doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? So I actually bought my daughter. So my daughter's six. She's in first grade. Um, We actually bought it when she was five in kindergarten, but um, it's called a gizmo watch. It's a, it's a watch that Verizon puts out that'll actually um, track your, your, your kid um, it'll let them call and take in calls from approved people. So we put, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, that type of thing. It's only nine contacts. Um, my daughter wears it like during school. It can go into school mode where they can't call or take anything in, you know, during school hours, but it still tracks. And there's a function for an SOS in case anything, anything happens, you know, during those hours. But I mean, it's been working great. It's like $5 a month if you did a payment plan or like $100 out of pocket. But it's got its own um, own phone line and everything. So, okay, so you can talk back and forth with her. But I'm guessing that when you set it up, you have to, like on the on the watch itself, you have to allow anybody like you, you, you would put yourself in your contact in, like you said, or your parents or whoever. But But anybody that's not on that contact list can't find that device, right? Correct. So it's a phone number, but if 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 another person was to try to find uh, call that phone number, it wouldn't go through. It wouldn't, okay. And you can't and, and you can't actually call out. So it's it's only the approved contacts. And one of the cool things is my daughter, 
um, isn't very good at texting or anything like that, but the phone will text, but it'll also do a voicemail text. So where you, you hit, you know, like record and you talk into it and then you can send that to me. So that's how my daughter can communicate with me if there's an issue or, I mean, I got a funny text just on, on the way to school before it went into school mode, just saying, you know, um, dad, I love you. I'll, I'll talk to you later type thing, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a cool way to interact with your kid, but it also gives you peace of mind to know that you're, that that the child's where they're supposed to be, and you can even put boundaries on it. Where if the child goes past that boundary, it'll it'll give you like an alert. What does it cost? Um, again, it's like five dollars a month if you did a payment plan with Verizon, or it's like a hundred dollars out of pocket. Um, okay. It's it's very very like minimal expense for yeah. the you know peace of mind. That's yeah, that's not prohibitive at all. All right, uh, very cool. I'm looking into it now. Uh, Brad, thanks, thanks a lot for the call. One thing about it. Um, and this is a knock that came up off off of the text line a little while ago too about some of the the you know the air tags and the tiles and all of the rest of them is if you're thinking in terms of the worst possible thing you know a stranger abduction that if you're that abductor the first thing you're going to look for is a smartwatch right. a tile something hanging off of their belt loop you're you're going to look them over to see if that's there and if it is get rid of it take it off of them throw it down on the ground and then yeah. it's not on them anymore. Yeah, you're gonna step on it. Yeah, like we always see in the movies, like they're gonna throw it on the ground and stop on it with their foot. That's an SVU thing, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, that's the first thing they do. It's like the first thing they do whenever they find the bug. Yep. You know, when you're wired, is they throw it on the ground and they stomp on it with their boot. Um, yeah, that would be the that would be the concern there. Yeah. So, all right, thanks everybody for getting in here. Uh, we learned a lot out of that conversation. All right, this next story out of The Daily Show makes me wonder again if it is taking too long for a show to pick its replacement as host. Because I wonder if this is part of why this guy's leaving. Well, um, yeah, and I have not talked to him uh, yet. I'm I'm working on that. But, uh, yeah, Roy Wood Jr. did an interview with NPR just a little while ago and announced that, yeah, he's after eight years as a correspondent on The Daily Show, he's done. Now, when The Daily Show, when, when Trevor Noah left, they, they went through the same thing that Jeopardy did. They had guest mm-hmm. hosts, and, I mean, they had some very talented people come and do that. And they have not yet announced who it's going to be, but I think what we can read into this is that it's not going to be Roy Wood Jr., which is kind of tragic because, first of all, he's been there for a long time. He's a very talented guy. And his, I don't remember if it was a week or two weeks, uh, but his stint hosting The Daily Show in Trevor Noah's absence was stellar. And I don't just say this because, you know, we're we're acquaintances. He was awesome. Uh, It was a great show, and he slid into the anchor chair very, very well. So I think that it may very well be that they've made signals to him that, no, it's not going to be you. And he said, okay, well, then after eight years of doing this, I'm done. The the thing I think is fascinating about that is that we think of that as like a dream gig. Dude, I mean, (laughs) you get paid TV money to go have fun and goof around and write jokes on a TV show. Yeah. But I I, I know several people who have done that who have said, you know what? I got to the point where, yeah, I know how this works. I know what my job is going to be every day. And for a creative person, Mm -hmm. that's a difficult spot to be in. Yeah, it was something that Jon Stewart said was part of the reason he left was because he was, I mean, Trevor Noah's great, but Jon Stewart's the one that a lot of us kind of grew up knowing on that show. Big time. Um, And he just said it was exhausting after a while. It's, It's a lot to put together and it's five days a week. And it's just, it's, 
you're filling quite a bit of time and, and the demand's got to be there. And yeah, it's every day of the week. On the other hand, um, I also can Roy Wood Jr. doesn't have to do it forever. And I can also see him being Trevor Noah has been gone since December. I can also see him saying, listen, if you were going to give it to me, you would have given it to me by now. Yes. And if I'm not going to get that job, I'm, I've peaked here then. And I'm going to go and figure out what my next thing is. Mm -hmm. And he said he doesn't know if his name was under consideration for it. But it's been 10 months. Again, we're getting into, we're not quite in a Jeopardy territory yet here. <laughs> but what don't you know yet yeah. about, about who this is supposed to be? What do you need to see? And, well, and the other thing about it, and I didn't even think about it in these terms, is that uh, Roy does stand up all the time. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing, you know, he, we were talking one time about Trevor Noah, as a matter of fact, and, and the fact that, you know, Trevor, after getting up early, going to the writers' meetings and all of that for The Daily Show, would go out, have lunch, do a, a one o'clock stand-up set, come back, record the show, and then wow. after the show was done, would go out and do two or three more sets in New York. Wow. Roy kind of does the same thing. And what he's saying is, okay, th where I live is on stage. I do The Daily Show, but where I live is, is still in stand-up. And you'll hear from a lot of people who have been very successful in TV that they still have a great love for just going out in that one-to-one -one interaction with stand-up. But after a while, eight years of being a correspondent on The Daily Show takes a lot of time away from what you want to focus on. If you're not going to get the anchor chair, then why would you have something getting in the way of what else you can really do well? And he's popular enough. Oh, I don't yeah. know what the next step there is, but he's a big enough name that somebody's going to look at that and go, oh, good, free agent. Yeah, oh, big time. And what wouldn't surprise me, again, although I have at this point no inside knowledge of any of it, what would not surprise me because he has some history there is to see him go back into the sitcom realm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could totally he see Because he did. That. He was on Sullivan and Son for four years, I think, before he joined The Daily Show. Huh. That'll be interesting to see. Again, still no announcement of who's going to replace uh, Trevor Noah. All right, coming up next, Divorce Lawyer says this age of getting married is bad. Shouldn't do it. Talk about this coming up next here on KMBZ. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.